This is episode number 16, titled Autism and Microcurrent for Kids with Ricky Lee Ryan. And today, Lisa is going to be talking with Ricky about the 93% positive results she's had from her initial studies using the ProScope with kids, talking about how well kids love these sessions, Ricky's background in child life, early intervention, and pediatric hospice. There's a little segment on There Goes the Train, and a case study with the nonverbal six-year-old autistic boy and Ricky's hope for the future. And of course, you'll get the wellness tip as well, all on the Health and Wellness in Encinitas podcast, where we talk the truth about wellness and give you the tools, resources, and access to things that actually work and heal from the wellness mecca of Encinitas, California, and well beyond. Welcome back. This is Lisa Thorpe, and this is Health and Wellness Encinitas. Today, we have Ricky Lee Ryan with Microcurrent for Kids. Ricky, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to share some some stories and uh, and just you know get the get the message out there. Well, this is another show that is a little bit uh, personal because uh, obviously you and I have a have a history together working with the technology. Um, through Intel Bio, the ProScope. Uh, so I'm going to let you go ahead and just tell the story of what you do and and what's going on with you professionally. Okay. Well, um, what I do is, uh, you know, I, I work with kids mainly with autism and ADHD and other neurodevelopmental conditions. Um, and I, I, you know, the ProScope, the technology device that uh, I'm sure you discuss often, on this this show, actually, we don't. You I, don't? I don't at all. Yeah, oh. we we generally we've done I think two shows where we've talked about it or that I've mentioned it, but uh, no, I, I, we just interview practitioners and and let them talk about what they do. I see. Okay. Well, the device that I use is amazing. It generates electric frequencies, very tiny ones. That's uh, what I always tell the parents of the kids that I'm working with. They're the same frequencies that exist naturally in the body. Um, this Electroproscope 360 is a microcurrent device, a type of microcurrent device, and it's um, just phenomenal. And um, the results that we see with these kids that come in are just amazing. We have one of the biggest things I, I like or that I see with the kids is that their sensory um, aversions always tend to decrease. You know, kids who are hyper stimulated or over overstimulated by sounds or, you know, foods or you know, lights or crowds and, you know, they're, they're just better able to tolerate those things. Our anxiety goes down just generally, um, overall and just other situations. And then their social awareness starts to become more typical and they're noticing more, they're trying to converse more, their language, expressive language skills improve and speaking more about autism. That's kind of the biggest, the biggest group of kids that I work with. So, so those things. So, they're, they're all really exciting, and the parents are excited. And another thing that I love is that the kids all really love this therapy. All of the parents come back, and they're like, this is the only therapy that, you know, my kid wants to come to. Or they get so excited when they know that we're coming here or, you know, whatever. And that's I 
I, that just makes me feel so good to know that, you know, the kids themselves feel good as a result, you know, that they enjoy it. And it's not just that, you know, their skills are developing, it's that they're happy. Now, your background, you you have a a degree in child life uh, development, is that correct? It's called child life, and it's basically, yeah, an ex labels me an expert in child development and the way that um, stress impacts development, whether that stress is from a chronic illness or divorce or whatever is going on in their life. um, Stress has the same sort of impact and those behaviors that result and then, um, you know, sort of behavioral techniques to to increase development again, you know, to kind of counteract what the stress is doing. And um, that program, Child Life, is, is mainly in pediatric hospitals, but it is growing. It's expanding into other areas. And um, so I've worked, you know, in, in the hospital. I've worked in the emergency room and in surgery and in ICU with kids. And then I worked... In early intervention with children, early intervention is a is a program for for children who are missing their developmental milestones before the age of three. That's um, paid for. You know, these are all services that are provided by the state that you know to kind of help get these kids back on track early. And um, so I worked with a lot of kids. There's there the goes train. the train. <laughs> <laughs> we heard it this time. Um, so yeah, I've just I've worked with. A wide range of kids who are just not talking as much as they should be to, you know, premature infants with severe, you know, brain hemorrhages and and, and difficult problems, obviously, learning and progressing and or cerebral palsy or, you know, I run the gamut. I, I also spent some time working in pediatric hospice as well. And working with kids and their pediatric homes. hospice, that's gotta be the toughest thing. It yeah, it's really it. It is, and then it's really rewarding, too. It's not something that everyone, obviously, would be cut out for, um, and I definitely had my hard days with that. But it's also, you know, kind of a gift to be involved with those kids for the time that you're allowed. So many of them have such a really cool aspect or outlook on life. Sure. What inspired you to, to work with children? Gosh, I don't know. I have always loved working with kids um, since I was little. I, when I was just like a kid, I always loved to be around kids and like grew up and was babysitting and you know graduated from high school with a lot of volunteer hours and different educational programs and tutoring programs and things like that. And um, just had it just always seemed that I was able to kind of communicate with the kids in a way that you know other older adults and things like that. So often it seemed to me that they were kind of missing the point that even though this, this is a child, it's still a person, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, treat, treat them as your equal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is what I've always, you know, kind of done. And it's, it's just been, it's just been fabulous. I love, um, being around them. And I went to, to school. My first degree was in psychology, which, you know, with an emphasis in child development and abnormal child psych and um, thinking that I wanted to be a um, psychologist, a child psychologist. But um, in the process of being in school, I found out about child life and then changed my mind and decided I wanted to be a child life specialist and went and got a master's degree in that and spent some time doing that and worked in the hospital and realized I didn't want to work in the hospital. (laughs) 
So it's kind of led me out and about. That's how I started working in the homes, um, like in early intervention and in hospice. And I just felt much more comfortable being in a role where I wasn't, I wasn't restricted by, you know, procedures or um, protocol or, you know, like the way the hospital has like certain, you know, these kids can't experience this particular intervention because you've already spent, you know, 30 minutes with them today or something, you know, whatever it was. It's very restrictive. And it's because, you know, it's uh child life isn't, you know, it's not a, it's not a build service. It's not like they can bill insurance for child life um, and get reimbursed. So everything that any hospital that has a child life program, they're paying for out of pocket. I didn't, I didn't like being restricted by other people's rules, especially when they were rules for the sake of rules. And then, then it didn't seem to have the children um, at yeah, interest. It, it interest. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't the, the children's best interest where that rule was. And that's what I struggled with. So, yeah. I, I want to take a second to let our listeners know that if they have questions or would love to uh, add any feedback, email us at the website, which is healthandwellnessencinitas.com. We'd love to hear from you. And so, Ricky, when you made the transition from child life uh, care to working with this new therapy with the ProScope, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is the, the biggest difference in how you were practicing before and, and what you do now? Well, I think the biggest difference is that I'm actually... I'm using child life, you know, still kind of in in the therapy in a sense, but I'm able to have a just impact so many more aspects of their life and their development and their overall, you know, just well-being, which I feel more satisfied with, I guess. You know, it was one of the great things about, you know, child life is being able to make recommendations, especially, you know, with family on things that they can do day in and day out. Versus just what I'm able to do there, you know, for the hour or whatever that I have with their kids. But often that's a challenge, too, you know, to get parents to understand or to train them or, you know, to get them to, to practice these particular, you know, whatever behavior methods or whatnot so that their kids are, you know, can can succeed in whatever, it is, whatever area it is that they're struggling. But with this device it's it's working so much on these areas where they're struggling that it makes it just makes whatever behavior interventions or whatever they're working on at home or the ones that I recommend or the ones that they have from other providers or whatever it makes it so much easier and faster and and the parents and families see results so much quicker so many positive improvements in their kids so fast that I love, I don't know, I just love seeing them come in and the office and be like, oh, guess we just did this this week or, you know, or something that he's never done that before. And I love that. That's my favorite thing. That's rewarding. <laughs> so now you did, uh, was it several months worth of research working with the ProScope on children? Yeah, I did. I did a three-month protocol where, you know, I called it a study. So I offered the services for free for families. Um, just because, you know, while I found a lot of research on, you know, microcurrent and, and similar machines to the ProScope on anxiety and attention and, you know, some other neurological situations where it showed uh, that it was effective and showed improvements, couldn't really find a lot on autism. So I wanted to do 
something with autism and with the kids and with families for free because I, you know, I didn't know if I should be charging, if it wasn't going to work or if it wasn't going to make a difference. And anyway, they, three months of the study and, and the families were all very compliant with the, we did three treatments a week, every week for three months. And which is, which was a commitment and a time commitment, which I understand a lot of them had to drive for an hour just to get to the office. And, you know, they, they definitely, they saw, well, all of them, every single one of them improved at least, you know, in one area or another, at least, you know, a little bit, but 93% of them showed like such drastic changes that, you know, their families their teachers or other therapists were all just like, what's, you know, what's going on? Like one of my families actually had two children in this study and because, you know, one had Asperger's and one had autism and They'd never been able to go to Disneyland, you know, and their oldest child is 13. And then, and then their next one was 12. And then the youngest was 10. By the end of the study, they were able to go to Disneyland and, you know, have all their, those sensory experiences and everything. And, and I just huge thing for, you know, so many families that they kind of take that for granted or whatever that, you know, their kid, you know, can handle being in crowds or loud noises or, you know, use a public bathroom, you know, without, you know, having a, a meltdown or whatever. It's so many of those things, you know, had changed and improved for this family and they were just ecstatic. And so it's, it's great. It's, it's really great. Now you work with a practitioner, um, Dr. Aaron Garcia, mm-hmm. uh, do, so how does that work? How does the, how does the, the chiropractic, uh, complement the therapy? Um, the chiropractic complements it very well. We um, have, you know, our program set up in our clinic where the families can come in and have a health history review. We go through everything and and be sure that um, you know there's no contraindications for the for the device or treatment. And um, you know, reviewed by our practitioner, Dr. Garcia, and he meets with them and makes sure that you know they're if they have any other questions or you know things for him. And then he does offer. Um, you know, chiropractic services if they want to couple that with the microcurrent treatments or the proscope treatments. So do all the children that come in uh, get chiropractic or they just get an evaluation? They all get an evaluation. That's all included with, you know, their, their first package. They're able to couple the microcurrent sessions with um, chiropractic care if they choose, um, you know, which is an additional um, package that, that it's an option and it, it does really benefit the therapy though however because if there's you know some sort of misalignment it does really um, benefit the effects of the microcurrent therapy because if there is a you know a misalignment um, or something that you know is kind of more structural that the chiropractic uh, care can sort out sure then. if the spine's aligned the energy's going to flow right right yeah so when you did the study, though, they weren't getting any kind of chiropractic. It was just it was. Uh, the microcurrent therapy with the proscope. Right, exactly. And you've done a video um, of, yes, uh, of the testimonials of the, the parents talking about their experience. Yeah, I asked a few, I asked, you know, I asked all the parents if they would be willing to be in a video, and some of them said yes, and some of them were a little camera shy. And, um, but yeah, they, they all shared their experiences. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a really effective, you know, 
video to, to share with families who may be interested in the therapy, seeing, you know, coming from other parents who have kind of experienced it or been through it. Um, and then they definitely can relate to, you know, the kind of stories that they're sharing about, you know, what they saw. We've mentioned autism, ADHD. Or is there any other specific conditions or children that you that you feel like you can most benefit? I'm currently seeing a guy that comes in who has some vocal tics. That's kind of uh, like Tourette's syndrome, and um, uh, those are improving as a result of the therapy. I mean, so many things are are not really diagnosed. You know, there's just kids that kind of, you know, maybe they have a learning disability, but it's not necessarily like dialed down to exactly what it is. Or, you know, kids who have anxiety often are not diagnosed, and I wouldn't necessarily think that they need to have a diagnosis. You know, just if, if parents feel like, you know, their child is having emotional, you know, sensitivities that are maybe more intense than perhaps what they feel is warranted. This therapy is very effective for that, just to help them relax and calm down and better sort of sort through things and analyze. And um, So uh, maybe you can tell us one uh, one of the case studies, one of the, you've mentioned a few diff- some of the various results, but maybe take us through one of the children that, that you helped. All right, well... One of my of the kids from the study that came through was he had autism and he basically was nonverbal um, when he when how he, old he was six when he started and his autism had been diagnosed uh, early on I'm yeah assuming. for probably two to three years well three to four years so he had a lot of screaming. A lot of squealing. He basically yes and no were his only functional words, um, and they were you know only as a result of like direct questioning. Um, you know, he very he hardly ever um, you know was spont- spontaneously speaking, you know, or asking questions or whatever. And he did the three months of therapy, and then his parents chose to continue the therapy afterwards. Um, but I mean, just because he, he was doing so well, I mean, his, he had speech therapy removed from his IEP at school because for, you know, a year or two or whatever he was in school, he never made any progress with speech therapy. And then after two to three months, um, you know, when he went back to school, his teachers and everyone were so amazed by his, his progress and his expressive language that they added speech therapy back on to his services. So he started getting that again, which was great. And his behavior was, was so much better. He was able to think through things and express what was going on and um, volunteering information and inquiring, wanting to have a conversation. Huge leaps and bounds Yeah, huge for this little boy. For, yeah, it was just amazing. I mean, you know, he started out as someone that didn't make eye contact and was just kind of experiencing the world in his own little world <laughs> and not aware of anyone else or, you know, what was going on and, you know, difficult to handle for his family versus the kid after, you know, seven months of treatment who's walking into my office and saying, hey, Ricky Lee, how are you today? I mean, just... You know, it's it's amazing. It really was. <laughs> and I, uh, 
I just want to thank you because while I always want to want to avoid um, the podcast being like an infomercial, John has helped me to avoid that. Uh, and of course, I'm extremely, extremely grateful to be to, to be one of the the owners and the the producers or the purveyors of the Electroproscope and and Intel Bio. And I, but I also want to let the audience know that our relationship that what, I mean, gosh, about a little over a year ago when you and I met and actually same time that we met John, Mm -hmm. uh, with the waves of wellness event that we, that we held here. And I had been so interested in making this technology available for kids and especially kids, uh, with challenges like autism and ADHD, but certainly I didn't have the bandwidth or the, the experience to work uh, in that capacity. So when you came forward and offered to, to jump on board and do this, I was so elated. And when I hear stories like that little boy, it just, it makes me so grateful. And you've done such an amazing job. I'm, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's, not that often people get to do to say that their work makes a difference, uh, let alone that profound of a difference. So, just thank you so much for doing the study. Thank you so much for yeah. your continued hard work and for making a difference in these kids' lives. I mean, I know the technology is the is the tool, but you're the one in the room every time. So, just really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely welcome. I, you know, I'm. Equally as grateful for the opportunity to have been able to be introduced to this technology and whatnot. And I like to say, you know, the device just supports the body. You know, right. that was his body that did all the work That's and right. healing and, That's and right. getting him, you know, to a place where he could meet his potential. I'd like to give credit there as well. That's right. That's what I always say. The body, the body will heal itself if we just give it the support. And certainly absorbable energy yeah. is a really wonderful support to anybody. Yep. And uh, so I'm curious, what would you say is like the most pivotal moment in your life? The most pivotal moment in my mm-hmm. life? Um, it's getting back to you. Yeah, that's, that's I didn't see that question coming. <laughs> Sometimes we just throw <laughs> these curveballs at you to see what comes out. <laughs> um, the most pivotal moment in my life um, around... The time I was, you know, 29, it's really kind of when I decided that I no longer wanted to work in those institutions, you know, working in the early early intervention um, program for the government or working in the hospitals or, and really deciding that I wanted to do something independent and on my own and be able to, to reach parents and kids the way that I wanted to without being, you know, restricted or hand, one hand tied behind my back or, you know, whatever, so to speak, um, and decided to, to change my life and um, quit my very well-paying job and move to a new state and start a company all by myself and for sure struggle for a long time. And um, But it's definitely given me so many wonderful experiences and the satisfaction of seeing, you know, the impact that um that I have created is is uh, just you know so that was about the time I was 29 it was kind of that point in my life so I don't know if I can narrow it down to an exact moment <laughs> so and what would you say is your hope for the future with the program 
I hope that can be a program that more, um, you know, practitioners adopt. Um, you know, I'd love to see, you know, just more people have access to this, you know, this therapy. You know, we've toyed with the idea or, you know, talking with people like, you know, with uh, nonprofit organizations and like the regional center and seeing how we can get this um, device as something that can support, you know, these kids and especially earlier on, the younger they are, you know, the the faster they respond and then the less overall services that they're going to need ongoing throughout the rest of their life. It really can help reduce healthcare cost for sure. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Especially with these kids who who are severe enough to be labeled disabled or whatnot, and then we have all of these um, social security, you know, monies and expenses and all this stuff going to support them and care for them and and pay for services for so long that, that if you know they're able to have access to this sort of therapy helps their body heal and get back on track and develop at a rate that's, you know, closer to uh, typical, you know, they're going to have fuller and richer lives and be less dependent upon help and everything else. So it's going to save money in the long run. I want to let our listeners know that the links to Ricky Lee's uh, website, Microcurrent for Kids, will be in the show notes. You can see that at healthandwellnessencinitas.com. Ricky, is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, 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 this, this was fun. I'd love to do it again. What would you say your number one health tip is? My number one health tip is protein in the morning. I think I've discussed this with you, but especially for kids, having enough, you know, enough, like a, a good portion of the amount of protein that they get for the day in the morning is so pivotal for kids and their emotion regulation and everything else that it just sets them up to have a good day. Do you think cereal with milk qualifies? No, I do not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I would rather parents feed their kids chicken nuggets for breakfast chicken than cereal nuggets. with milk, for right. sure. I mean, it's, you know, if they're more protein than, than carbohydrate at that point, but yeah, depending on the chicken nugget. But now what about for uh, vegetarian children? Um, you know, families, beans and, um, wherever they get their protein source, you know, if it's cheese or egg whites or anything that's not necessarily vegetarian, but, um, soy, tofu stuff and beans and all those kind of, wherever they get their protein, get the protein in first thing in in the morning, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. most important meal of the day. Yeah. I, (laughs) yeah, I just, I, I definitely try to get to be, you know, a higher percentage of protein than, you know, carbohydrate, especially in the morning. Great. Ricky, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And a special thank you for doing the work that you're doing with the ProScope with the children. It means so much to me. This is Lisa Thorpe with Health and Wellness Encinitas. Thank you and have a great day. This show was produced by John Beethan and brought to you by Alkaway.com, the makers of UltraStream, working like nature to filter, alkalize, and naturally energize water, returning it to its natural, pristine state.